Welcome to Central Moments. Glad to be with you today. Uh, we're going to be preparing for the Christmas season and looking at Luke chapter 1, which is sort of the pre-story to the actual Christmas story, the story of the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2. And one of the very interesting things is that Luke also writes the book of Acts, which chronicles the coming of the Holy Spirit and the growth of the church in the power of the Spirit. And Luke, in the Christmas story, seven times mentions the Holy Spirit. And in Luke 1, he mentions the Holy Spirit four times. And the very first time he mentions the Holy Spirit actually connects us to one of the incredibly controversial and divisive um, cultural issues in America today, and that's the debate over abortion. So let's see how this works. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 1 introduces us to Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah was a priest, a Jewish priest, and uh, it says, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah, and his wife was also a descendant of Aaron. And both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the commands and decrees blamelessly. Today, we would say, these two people were solid gold. They were people of character. They were faithful to God. They were faithful Jewish worshipers. But, verse 7, but they were childless. They had no children because Elizabeth was not able to conceive. And they were both very old. Scripture, Luke doesn't, although he was a physician, he doesn't give us details here. Like He doesn't tell us what medically was wrong with Elizabeth, simply that in the end she couldn't conceive children. This is a deep pain. Infertility, my wife and I um, dealt with that. We had come to the conclusion we would never have children, but it was a deeply heartbreaking conclusion. Uh, thank God people were praying for us, and we ended up having two daughters uh, uh, when we did not expect it. But um, they, they were childless. They prayed probably all their lives, and they'd walked through heartbreak and now had given up on that prayer because they were now in their elderly years. But verse 8 says, Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. So it fell to him by this kind of random way in which they de determined the sequencing for the, for the priest to actually go into the holy place before the altar of incense and offer offer sacrifice. So his turn came up and, and he goes in. And verse 11 says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, just like I would be and probably you too, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. What prayer was that? Oh, well, it was probably the prayer they'd given up praying. God, that yearning, that, that, that almost obsession you can have in a desire to have children as a couple. And, and uh, he said, The Lord's heard, even years later. The Lord's heard your prayer. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. And this, of course, would be the forerunner of Jesus, John the Baptist. He'll be a joy, verse 14, and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He'll be a joy to you, a delight. Uh, what goes unspoken there is that uh, everybody's going to be shocked, including you too. But I'm going to do this, the Lord said. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and then the first reference to the Holy Spirit in a stunning way. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even 
before he is born. In the contemporary abortion debate right now, first of all, before birth, you're considered not a person, but just a glob of tissue. Um, but that's not how Scripture seems to view John the Baptist still forming in his mother's womb. Here he will actually be a person who can be filled with the Spirit. This was very sovereign. This was a picture of God's Holy Spirit, even in the womb, putting not only personhood, but anointing on John. Even in the womb, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's life in the womb. And yeah, well, no, it's my body. I can do with my body whatever I want. No, it's a baby's body, not your body. It may be connected to your body, but it's not your body. It's a baby's body that God sees as a living life. So may we too value that. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that can touch us even from young ages. And thank you for this reminder here about the value of life in the womb. And you even heard prayer to bring life to the womb, whether it had been barrenness. And we just pray for those who are considering abortion. Let them turn back and choose life. And those, Lord, who are who are infertile and just not able to bear children. We, we, we pray, if their hearts are still crying out to you, that you will hear and answer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.